Hi. 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 Um, if you like this podcast, why don't you um, tell a blogger or someone, a f- journalist friend of yours, to post about it? And then more people will hear about it. If you are looking for new ways to give yourself a bit of self-care, then a great place to find some wonderful online online classes is a charity in Brighton called brightonnaturalhealthcentre.org.uk is their URL. You can go there and pick yourself a nice class to attend and give us some money because we're a charity and we need your support right now. And in exchange for that, you'll feel better about yourself. Is the charity in terms of the services you provide or what they provide or does it go into the community somehow? So it is a charity in terms of, in a couple of ways, it's sort of a self-funding charity. So Mm. people go to classes, that pays for the centre to be run and we try and be a, a, well, a good citizen of the world. But in addition to that, we're then able to fund things like classes for refugee women. Um, But, you know, we do a variety of community projects for specific groups uh, and then we're able to fund those. And we also offer some community classes, so low cost meditation classes and things like that. Cool. If you want to understand yourself better and have fewer regrets in how you may have uh, behaved or um, decisions you've made, why not uh, learn about tracking happiness? I did a little free book. It's goodtohear.co.uk slash free. Sign up to my mailing list. I'm trying to do give, 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 ask. Give, 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 ask. So just come and sign up to that. I'm trying to be a non-sleazy businessman. How's that going? <laughs> How's it going? This approach is making me like maybe $2 a week. Um, so, you but, know. But they make you feel good. Well, yeah, I don't know if we're at that, that stage. No. Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly chat between two tech industry veterans, uh, one in London, that's me, and the other one in Croatia, that's Ivanka, uh, living on a beautiful island where I sit in a sweaty room that's 30 degrees uh, and we've only just started. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. I'm really yammering on today, aren't I? This week... We're going to talk about Fairphone. We are. Yes. And just ethical technology because, um, well, I just got a Fairphone, finally, because I got paid this month. I was like, I can finally get an Android phone to test on, so I should get a Fairphone. So I've got this Fairphone 3. It's not going to be my main phone. It's a testing phone. Um, But also, I've seen a lot of stuff around the Black Lives Matter. I saw a lot of, like, websites for sort of, developer technologies that was sort of in like showing their support of it even like some I typed something on the command line and I got a black lives matter where I'd usually just get a load of terminals bam things like that also it's been WWDC Apple's developer conference this week um so we've seen from Tim Cook and like we've seen from sort of Apple's perspective on all this and and it's always it's a good time probably to reflect on on their practices 
Yes, I think the uh, Fairphone makes you think about lots of things, I think, especially because I, I have one too. In fact, I have two. Uh, <laughs> I bought one reconditioned, an older one. I think it was a Fairphone 2. And um, I now use it as a music playing device in the house. I have to say I struggle to use it as a phone, but I've now got a new <laughs> one and I do use it as my main Croatian phone. What? Yep. This is madness. More and more. Yeah. I quite I like it a lot, actually. Mm. Um, but I, uh, so yes, and I think I think the Fairphone makes us think about lots of things, especially in the context of Black Lives Matter and the fact that it's it's not a, it's not a current thing. There is a lot of history about what got us to today. Mm. And I think uh, the, the tech world um, and the devices we use still are not necessarily making being good citizens in that regard. Yeah, and if you're not quite sure how this connects, just remember that you know there's supply chains for all the all the all the elements, all the metals and things that are in these devices come from somewhere and often there is someone with a machine gun pointing it at basically slave labor at some point in that supply chain so you know if you want to think about colonialism and black lives matter and things like that obviously it's all very connected how is it going ivanka magic I had a lovely weekend last weekend. We took ourselves off and wild camped for the weekend. Uh, weather wasn't brilliant because we've been having funny weather around here, but it was very nice to be away, to not be near any any um, uh, electricity, <laughs> to be found this lovely spot. And it was just nice to lie in a hammock and have chats with each other. And, and let the fiaca take hold. Mm. I'm not not entirely sure how well the five-year-old responded to the not doing anything. But So we did a lot of swimming, but then after a while... And I read a lot of stories, a lot of stories. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it was very... It was really nice not to feel compelled to do any chores. That's mm. <laughs> one thing about... Fine, being at home, even if you're having a day off, there's always some chore staring at you out of, the <laughs> out of a corner somewhere going fold me sweep me dust me clean whatever it might be so i like camping for that reason so yes so i had a great weekend which set me up rather nicely for the week i feel mm. so that what about you michael splendid um uh i am in a i have it has been over 30 degrees in london for a couple of days now and i have to record the podcast i've shut this door and turned off my fan for audio reasons for you, listener. But I have noticed that the um, temperature in this room is creeping up by about a tenth of a degree every two minutes. So uh, if I just pass out at some point, <laughs> I start talking. We'll call an ambulance. I start talking slower as the thing goes on. Um, it's not really fiaca, fiaca situation to be honest. It's just as I am sitting in like in an unprecedented move. I am wearing shorts and a T-shirt today instead of, Whoa. you know, clothes that I consider appropriate for working in. Um, I've been productive, but I'm definitely feeling the burn of a lot of loose ends and a lot of projects that aren't finished. And then I'm like, oh, this week I'm going to launch the new screen on Changes app. And then I sort of it 
takes another week because I've got to get screenshots and to get screenshots I've got to fake some data and then I've got to remember yeah, how my yeah, screenshot yeah. system worked and then I'm like planning a video where I'll present it and I've got to figure out what to write on the mailing list and I, and it's just like it's going to be just two weeks just to kind of announce it I just realized I can't just put it out there I've got to like especially with WWDC this week seeing how every little fucking button gets like two minutes of this is a really brilliant little button and I think I need to be a bit more like look at this brilliant little button and I, I did do an unboxing video this week so I am now on a YouTube hack <laughs> about Fairphone before that meaning talk that we saw? Oh yes I did I knew about them from when I was at Ubuntu so like back ah. in 2013 So, no, when so they... after I left though was when you were doing all the mobile stuff right? Yeah so, yeah. so I met them uh, via there, uh, via Ubuntu and had some lovely chats and I think was always a little bit disappointed that Ubuntu didn't just get behind the whole thing and do Ubuntu on Fairphone. What happened there? I don't know. I, it was just not the. My, I mean, it wasn't my decision. I don't. The, the answer is I don't know. Uh, but uh, but uh, it would have been exciting, I think. Uh, but what I my understanding of the project from the get go was that it's a social enterprise that was looking at the full supply chain of a mobile device to address every single area. I know we've already talked about it, but if you don't know about it, that's it. Yeah, I, this, I, I, I mem- remembered it in my head and it's like, there is no way we can on day one create a phone that is fair uh, by any definition. But what we'll do is in every version of it, we will attack another aspect of the supply chain. So for example, Fairphone is the only device or the first or whatever it is that has fair trade gold in it. And right, has yeah. pushed the existence of fair trade gold. Um, so because the and the 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 mobile phone and but they've got so many things that make them noteworthy. Really, I'd say as a device, uh, in terms of they're repairable. You can change the battery. You can take the back off like like you used to be able to in the old days. Yeah. You can change. You can buy like a camera module if your camera breaks. You can do you know like there's there's it is fixable and and a lot of it is fixable by you without any specialist tools. I did notice it came in a box with well it was the the power supply was optional but it did come with a little sort of plasticky little screwdriver which I felt was more of a, a sort of brand positioning thing than an actual useful it's like yeah I've already got a little screwdriver thank you uh-huh. but yeah that's that's, that's what true. they're sort of pushing for this is something that you don't void the warranty by looking at Opening the wrong way it, yeah and they uh, it comes with a bumper as well this one so the first one that I got I got a, a second hand one a reconditioned one when I first got to uh, Croatia when I fought, when I decided I needed a Croatian phone number and I really struggled to use it as a phone I have to say mm. um, and I kept it, it takes two sim cards as well which is very useful in many places especially when you've got you know a sim card that's cheap data and one is cheap calls mm. or like here if I'm if a lot of people who live in Herzegovina where my family are from have a, a Croatian sim card and a Bosnian sim card because you can get onto both networks Right. Because um, you're so close to the border. It's all so, a bit mysterious um, to us uh, non-Croatian <laughs> Bosnia. Bosnia, Herzegovina, what, what are you talking about? What? Dalmatians. But, you know, 
What? <laughs> There's lots of places in the world where like multiple SIM cards is a is a useful thing. Oh, yeah. Well, in Berlin, um, I, I had yeah, I, had, I always had like a couple of phones on the go. I have to say, time. this Fairphone three, I'm very happy using it as a, the battery lasts for ages. Right. How long? Uh, a couple of days, mm. if you like. And I'm quite. I do check my mobile, my uh, what you call it, the social medias. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it's very big. It now makes my iPhone 8 or whatever I've got. I haven't got a big iPhone. Makes it feel quite stumpy, <laughs> I have to say. Um, uh, the battery lasts. It uses the same charger as mm. my... Uh, it's USB-C, so it's the same as my MacBook. Um, yeah, that's that was strange. Yeah. I was expecting it to be that mini USB. And yeah. then I was like, oh, right, it's this one. And then I'm sort yeah. of just plugging into the thing that my computer plugged into and going, oh, we can probably connect to this SD card, can't it now? As it's a that's strange right. new world. I think that my iPhone XR has a bigger screen than it because of the way it extends over. So, but yeah, it's, it's a decent size, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a decent size. It feels better. Pictures are got. I mean, I think the struggle is get if you've used iPhone for long because I've used iOS. I, I, you know, I've while especially while I was at Ubuntu, I used to flip a bit, you know, use an Android phone for a long period and mm. then go back to iPhone. And when that one died, or the but I had a Samsung something or other when I left, and then I got back onto iPhones. Um, but it, it is the shift between Android. If you've got well into iOS and then moving to Android is a, you know, it's, it's, it's I mean, annoying, isn't it? There's some things you're like, oh yeah, that Bluetooth. <laughs> Just as a thing. But then it's like this, oh, the keyboard's ugly. There's all these little icons. All the colours are all over the place. All the system stuff is like, oh, what is this? And I can't, I can still, I still, I mean, I've not used it as a phone, but I'm like, and, and you know, and I know that, you know, what you're used to does dictate. I am finding it like, what, what do you press? What does this button do? I thought this button yeah. went to the home screen. Now it's launching Siri. Like, what the f*** is happening? But, you know... Um, that's some of it's learning and also like iOS has uh, I noticed it did like the picture in picture thing on your YouTube video which Apple just announced as the new thing in uh, WWE well you can do it on your phone so but I know Apple like if you're not there's screens that people just don't know about on on Apple devices like I showed the plumber oh just pull this down and you can do this and he's like what I have never seen that panel that is available at all times from the top so yeah, 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 yeah uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, this isn't about Android but this is the problem no. is like Android sort of is the only choice for a device like this really yes. yeah uh, because unless you've got the clout of Apple who just announced this whole thing they're now making their own mac chips and like so much of what they were talking about was how like all about this migration from intel processes into the new apple processes and what's that what that's going to involve and like really like and it's going to be pain for everyone for a long time to get everyone onto apple's chips just so they can have like a little bit of the chip that does machine learning and a little bit of the chip that does you know basically say and then you'll be able to run ios software on your mac natively kind of thing that's what they're going for but it's like it's um they're just like absolutely they want to control absolutely everything and they don't want anything to be a standard when it comes to to their products yeah. which means they if they're not at the bare minimum duplicating the efforts of fairphone which i very much doubt they are yeah then yeah those of us that want to you know a phone that's 
the icons aren't all a bit ugly. <laughs> I think I think Apple do on the sort of like you know how they have these ethical devices, grids and measurings and things. Mm. Uh, uh, Apple do very well. Mm. I don't really know on what you know who who comes up with them and who compares them and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, but but they do they do all right. But then you can't help thinking that they should have come up with it <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like I've just googled it just to see yeah I've got, um, I've got the chart yeah. up so it's yeah but you know Apple do you just think well I, when you see these pictures of these the supply chain for the mines you're like oh, I feel and then you you know that you know you've changed your picture for, on Instagram for a black, black lives matter thing on a device that's potentially got like things that were mined by a slave yeah. a modern day slave you're like mm, or you're you know, it's very hard I mean it is hard but I think we if we you know we need to start we need companies like Fairphone I think to make us think about these things and mm. and push for the change and make it harder for the big manufacturers with all the money to say that it's not possible I, I yeah. saw somebody, somebody that I trust reasonably well because of who he is. Because I, I didn't check the source, I just looked at the at the uh, picture. But he said that because um, Kit Kat is Nestle, isn't it? And they're reneging. They're not going. It's not. It's been made out of fair trade cocoa for ages, and it's no longer going to be fair trade. And it's like, well, I mean. What? Fair trade should be standard, yeah. but we are trying to stick to technology. So I think having things like Fairphone doing well and now, you know, getting to a point where, they, where, it, where it is, I think, a, a good consumer standard product. You know, I'm not I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Um, I'm particularly pleased that its battery lasts so long. You know, that makes a big difference, yeah. I think. And I haven't had to buy a new cable because I just use my my laptop charger. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to find a chart more recent than 2017, but 2017 chart it has like App, uh, Fairphone, then Apple, then like HP, and like Microsoft's quite high as well. But then uh, like right at the bottom is Amazon. Like Amazon are apparently, ironically, given their name, yeah. doing a f***ing terrible job. But yeah, like I just remember the slide at meaning where they just sort of showed. Look, here's the massive grid of all the all the yeah, yeah. all the all the materials. materials in these devices, yeah. and we've like done this little one and this little one and this little one yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but it's 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 like when yeah, and that's where you all you can do is just like well at least we're measuring this and we're trying not to make anything worse and we can say okay it's this and like when you can't you can't just solve everything all at once and as much as it's tempting to kind of go yeah but there's still people like as, as soon as people start going yeah but this is still put together this element came from it it's like i i i think it's tempting to do that but it's not a productive conversation really like we, we kind of have to do a little bit incrementally as we go um, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to like if you want it to go faster, then for starters, buy the phone, <laughs> give them yeah, some money, help yeah, them out, put pressure true. on the other providers. Like if you know if Apple got on the picked, if they could divvy them up between them, maybe you know, <laughs> Fairphone push the push these elements. These were, so there's, I mean, I think that that whole device manufacturing thing is a big area for for ethical living. That, yeah. I mean, since I went to Meaning this year, I'm now happily... I used to think Bosch was a luxury item. Like, you know, oh, well, look at me being a 
uh, a middle class one by Messiah, <laughs> by Bosch. And then I thought, because I, I, I assumed, you know, I just bought, wanted it for quality. But now I found out that they're a steward owned company. I'm like, right, if I need something new, make sure, see if Bosch does one first. Yeah. And then if they don't, go and look at somebody else. Mm. So I just feel much more comfortable buying for a company that, that, uh, where, you know, it's not set up to fund their their shareholders. Mm. And someone's got to, like, you know, tr- blaze these trails and, like, with Fairphone kind of hopefully, like, making this stuff a bit more part of the conversation, then it, we know that p- people have started to adopt their sort of clean gold supply chain or whatever it is, like ethical gold supply chain. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then it sort of starts to... You, you can start to say, I know this is impossible to get right, but, look, you could be doing this, Apple. You could be doing this... Um, Amazon. I we I suppose we could like touch on touch on my efforts, which I mean I talked about it last year, but it's gone a bit stale now because I'm I'm doing something else. But like my um, it's uh, as a small company, I you know I did put some thought into if I wanted to make a hardware product. Um, how I would oh, approach yeah, yeah. that, and I do have a YouTube video on that, which I'll link to, um, which was is more sort of describing what it is. But I did sort of touch on the on the on my solutions as an individual sort of maker type, trying to sell a few of something like ways that I could um, do just at least be mindful of this stuff. And I, I I do think like the repairability, being able to replace parts, being able to like reprogram something. And kind of give it a lot. So I love these. Um, like, there's some music. There's a well. There's a couple now. I just got this new synth this week called Synthstrom Audible Deluge thing. And it it seems like it's another thing like the Teenage Engineering OP1, where they basically the hardware has not changed for ten years of this Teenage Engineering thing, but they've been putting a lot of software updates. And it's just always it sort of keeps this like really interesting bit of kit alive. And um, a lot of the time, like I think we're at the point with technology that the form factor is pretty much, it doesn't need to change that much. It's not like it's going to change size and shape and it's going to flip and then it's going to fold. And then it's like we, we, a form factor can be stable for a few years now. So why not make it so that, A, it's like a high enough spec that you can keep pushing out updates to, to the software and the firmware to, to make it do new things uh, rather than making people replace the whole bit of hardware. Um, but also, you know, the Fairphone approach where you can actually like interchange components. And then my, my approach on my thing was like, um, okay, well, I'm going to find instead of like getting some custom PCB made and like custom, uh, like specific chips and having to kind of buy all the different things, like why don't I try and do this based on a generic, like an Arduino board (laughs) that is really easy to use. And then if anyone's, someone can just like, replace it with another one like really easily because these things are mass produced and you know and i think that i I don't don't know what arduino's record is on uh, on responsible supply supply chain but you'd hope it's uh you'd hope it's decent um that's a good question actually but not all of this has to be about um the supply chain some of this can just be about well, it's it's like the best car, the most environmentally friendly car you own is the one you've already got. It's that kind of thinking. Yeah. It's like if you can re- reuse and interchange with stuff that already exists by using standards, then that 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 smooths the way a lot more easily, a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the um, 
on the subject of the making decisions around repairability um, yeah. and then, you know, in, a, in an Apple world or the way we all think of them and the way they present themselves is that control and form over everything. They say we want to make the best product possible is what they kept saying. Is that what they say? It's the got to be the best. Pro- and to best do this, we have to control the hardware and the software. Even though, but like, we, Yeah, but we need to talk about what best means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like well, what? Well, I'm seeing tweets. It's like someone just... And I'm having this problem. Someone's showing, like, their Steam library. So yeah. all the games that they've bought over the years, all of them are greyed out. Like, 90% of them are greyed out because Apple uh, stopped supporting 32-bit uh, architectures anymore and so like all this software that you've bought doesn't work anymore it's like yeah that's the best experience possible <laughs> yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as you've got infinite money and developers yeah. keep supporting your thing that you bought like three years ago that you still want to play like you, you yeah. they, they, they've got a strange idea sometimes of what being the best thing possible actually means yeah, and, and I think if we, uh, you know, this best, it's the same with like what you were talking about, the form factor not needing to be cha- changed. Like, you know, you know, we all know that however many years, you know, the clamshells were a thing and then yeah. the tiniest possible phone that you could possibly make was a yeah. thing and then the biggest phone that you could possibly make was a thing. And those are all like fashions. They're nothing to do with best. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it's how small can we make it? How light can we make it? How shiny can we make it? It's like these are not factors that most of us, well, we, we care about superficially, but ultimately it does not make for the best product experience really well i mean a lot of a lot of with this environmental conversation it does seem like fashion probably needs to become a dirty word just in yeah. general because it's just it's just an engine for creating disposable things with a short but, shelf life but there, we are seeing i think some changes in the fashion industry i think yeah, some said, yeah. i need to pay pay attention uh, i need to go and look up my references but something flows somebody is not putting out a uh, uh, they're, they're changing, you know, instead of having autumn winter collections, they're, they're going to have a, you know, I don't know, they, they're, they're, they're sticking to just a line of clothes. Mm. Puma's just done something big. Um, on sort of more, they've got to because they're such an enormous source of rubbish. But yeah. I think it's very easy to see fashion rubbish or the f- rubbish caused by fashion. And I think in technology, we we would do well to keep reminding ourselves that we are we contribute to that or we we have invisible waste like mm. people like you know we've talked about bitcoin you being environmentally unfriendly because it heats up computers <laughs> but so does sharing bullshit videos doesn't yeah, it? it's, it's, well, it's, it's who talks about like Douglas Rushkoff talks a lot about how it just sort of feels clean because you just put this lovely white clean cable into a lovely white wall socket and then you don't have to worry about what the, behind that wall socket is some stuff is going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dirty processes to create the energy for this thing. And then every time you click on, on a website and it serves, you know, three megabytes of ads from 47 different servers and then the yeah, server yeah. itself is doing all this stuff to try and optimize this and and it just is there is there are fans going in giant server farms on tectonic plate borders or whatever wherever they put them in mountains to sort of keep it so that when you click on facebook you know to kind of go come on what the f-? because it takes yeah, four yeah, seconds yeah, to yeah. look what's going on oh, f- facebook 
and that's how we feel yeah, yeah. like if something doesn't yeah. load it's the four second is the how countdown to how long till i hate your app i heard at wwdc <laughs> yeah. four seconds one two three and that's it <laughs> this forever <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah there's all of those like and then what somebody was telling me about uh, oh no i saw it on twitter from somebody who used to work with this is you know i told you before it's like the, your regular reminder that cloudflare still hosts 4chan um 4chan being what are they like the platform for bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah Nazis. they're like Nazis. So, you know, the fact that Cloudflare, that is a reg, you know, a, a very popular product that we all use, that mm. they are, they, they work with them. It's like, at some point, you know, you have to say, you have to, there's no, I, this is, I think we can't stay on the fence anymore. Yeah. You know, there is, there are some wrong things and they have to be called out for being wrong, not just going, oh, well, you know, everybody's doing their best and da 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 da. It's like, uh, which is what, we're, you know, what we've been talking about with the difference between not being racist and being anti racist mm. or not being, you, just, you know, we've not got room, we've not got time anymore for people to be polite. <laughs> it's like, just. In, you're either you're either up for this making the world a better place or you're not and if you're not the, there's no place for you here do we take some heart from uh, i don't know not to derail this but do we take some heart like trump is looking very uh Trump got Shaky. owned. This. But uh, who knows what that transforms into? But like uh, after his, uh, after he got trolled by those uh, by those by TikTokers, thought a million people were going to come to his Nazi rally and uh, like <laughs> six thousand people who are now all going to die of COVID because um, they don't like wearing masks. These right rightists, <laughs> for some reason, these people are like Trump don't like wearing masks. It's going to be the ultimate flipping. Um, uh, Darwin, so whatever, and uh, yeah. and they had to sign a waiver to say if they caught COVID, <laughs> they wouldn't sue him. It's like, to what, really? what point? Yeah, like to go in, they had to sign a waiver saying they promise not to sue Trump if he uh, gives them COVID. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. I love the fact that the TikTok kids smashed that up. K-pop. It was such a, even if it was like, because the K-pop, the, the TikTok and K-pop fans, <laughs> I don't, I didn't even know what these things were, yeah, to be well. honest with you. I'm like proper old now, but, um, but they did something else. They, they, they uh, took over a hashtag recently yeah. that it seems to be a new, I'm, I'm, I'll find the reference to that, but they, <laughs> they, they've used the same tactic. This is the second use of it. And I think it's brilliant. Mm. What a brilliant way to, own somebody <laughs> and just go nah <laughs> it's like, uh, nah let's keep being nah. creative in all this um, yeah 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 so um uh, I, I saw like just thinking about coming back to the technology I like how many nerds have come out with the Black Lives Matter thing I like how many library um supporters have come out and done things but um well, maybe I can talk about this this story just to sort of talk maybe a little bit about where the left does let itself down sometimes. Is this one uh, one open source project ended up? There was a lot of controversy about how the community treated the um, the maintainer of this project. So, when you make websites and apps, 
You yeah. use things called frameworks and libraries, which is, and often these are open source, and um, there'll be someone that, uh, obviously I'm talking to the listener. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so when you want to bring in someone else's work into your project to solve some little problem that you have or some little feature that you want to add, there are things called uh, repositories and open source uh, projects and communities around those projects. So, so someone will start it. So that's called the, the maintainer of the, of the project. And they'll make something to sort of scratch their own itch and often that will turn into a bigger project. But usually they'll be working on it on the, in their spare time. And so in this case, I'm, I'm like, oh, I need to statically analyze my Ruby code to make to find errors and I go okay what do I use for that and I find this library called Rubocop and I go gem install Rubocop and then I run the Rubocop thing and now in my thing I can see if I can statically analyze my Ruby code but what happened recently was someone opened an issue so in any project like this people can report bugs and someone opened an issue called is it time to change the name in the light of black lives matter said the word cop has an uncomfortable feeling about it um so someone like proposed renaming this open source project um and a few people said yeah i think this would be a good idea and then the the, the basically the maintainer kind of said look this is this is a fine idea, but it's really hard to rename something like this because it's used in thousands of projects all over the world. And like, it's yeah. going to be a massive pain to do this. And like, is that going to be, you know, for this, is, is it worth it? And basically he got absolutely like torn apart by the community for being reluctant to do this because of the technical right. things and not having the time that people say, oh, well, well, like lots of people are um, like piling on. But really, like the Ruby community, just who are usually very good, like one of the better open source communities, just piled on this person for not wanting to rename his open source project, and um, just it was. I'll, I'll link to the blog post, uh, well, to the to the comment where the guy was like, "Guys, like I've just woken up, and what is this? You're going absolutely hate it at me because I'm not because I said I didn't want to do this thing. Um, what what do we think?" <laughs> well, and this is in a culture where lots of open source projects have been like trying to do things to change what they're. There's a lot of awareness in the software development world around all this stuff and wanting to help. I think it's an. So, my, honestly, my first reaction when I heard Rubocop, I was like, oh, kind of name. I was like, I didn't think of it. There's that that sort of like, and now that now that then you told the issue, I was like, mm. I it, it, before I answer that, I was doing some research interviews this week, and one of the people I spoke to was talking about um, the naming of things in particular, and it was talking about something like and the provenance of things because I. I think it's one thing. So he, he was talking about the Rhodes Scholarship, which was, which is a, 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 I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it, it basically helps funds people from all around the world to go and do post postgraduate stuff at Oxford University. So it's done much good. But the original money came from Cecil Rhodes, who mm. was a proper British imperialist mm. with a sketchy. I don't know enough about him other than to know that there's much sketchiness in his past. And See the South Africa one? Yeah, the South yeah, Africa like, one. I, I, yeah, saw, the, I saw um, that Ram, Ramesh Ranganathan talking to a South African guy who's taking him around and going, yeah, Cecil Rhodes, yeah, it's brilliant. He was a millionaire by the time he was 18. And it's like, it's like 
and, and it's like really admired this colonialist obviously as a white south african really admired yeah. this colonialist guy because he got rich and i was like do you not realize that you don't get to be that rich unless you've got some privilege going on he wasn't For just sure. a genius anyway yeah, yeah like still so, very so, great you know, and much admired yeah, so he did yeah. he did uh, he did uh, you know he did he, his money has been used for to to put lots of people through like i think alumni mm. people i'm looking at wikipedia now for help here mm. but they um they've funded people like um i think bill clinton has been a beneficiary uh i'm trying to look at some other <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull. I'm not sure. All, you know. Anyway, mm. so there's some people that got get some money, and it's helped some people do some studying. And I think there's much to be argued. I'm being very uh, dismissive, but I think it is. There's much to be admired in the use and the application of the money, but its provenance is dodgy, to say the least. And the person I was interviewing was he was like, well, you could make if you really wanted to, if you were clever and the Rhodes Scholarship and you had, you could take, change the name and make a big deal about changing the name and Mm. using it, use it as an opportunity to educate more people about why we need to be more aware of people's histories and what they did and the past and how that has influenced the present. You know, it's Mm. an educational opportunity, (laughs) whereas something like, so, so I think, Names are names are very powerful things, yeah. uh, but I think having a pot. I mean, it, it, I'm assuming in our in our in the example you're listing, I think having the discussion about the name is probably more powerful than changing the name. And let's not like demonise someone like overnight because they were reluctant to do something that is very technically complicated Complicated. it's very hard to find time for and we know you're and it's like yeah like you're disappointed that this guy didn't have the same passion for this or enough passion for this to to kind of go through that um but you don't have to be a about it and i think there's a lot of leftist isn't there like around like oh well you're not doing enough so we've just got to destroy you back to the fair phone model the you know there is much wrong and i can fix this bit yeah and i'm going to fix this bit i'm not going to not do anything because i can't fix all of it is is part of the you know like if you look at the enormity of problems in the world there is much you know many of us could be forgiven to just wanting to go back to bed and pull our duvets over our heads because it's all a bit but just but even having in the context for this maintainer in this particular project having a yes it's a big task so offer him some help on something that can be done let's Let's write about it. Let's talk about why it's why it might be a controversial name. I assumed it was based on the movie RoboCop. It is. The and icon is, is even an icon. It's, it's, I mean, it, it's the word cop that... Are we cancelling the word cop now? Like, it's... Yeah, we are defunding the police and the military. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, I, there's a there's a difference between like I I I'm I'm I am this all this the the defunding the police stuff is permeating my consciousness and I'm I'm I but I've not yet processed it all. I don't really know what I think. And I, but I think the idea of the emergency services being there to help, not to punish, 
is definitely right, and not that, you know, giving seems people with guns responsibility for solving difficult mental health issues. issues. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like if you thing. come with violence, then the solution is going to be violent. Is basically it's, the criticism yeah. of that thing. So let's. But, uh, so, so there's so but but the, in this in this particular context, I I don't know how you can be. I think you have to walk the walk, like you know, if you. It, it, if you how you go about things matters and if you truly want change then have a you know be start by yourself being respectful when you have conversations with people where or you where you're disappointed in their answer where you're um i don't know like going off at people because they're not doing what you thought was a good idea is I don't. I, I think the two things are don't go hand in hand at all. How can you want you know like oh I don't want to use the word cop because of the current connotations, but I'm going to behave like an asshole to try and make that change. I don't think that's cool. Mm. Personally, I wonder how all of so, you would feel if suddenly a ton of people you haven't who haven't done anything for the project appeared here, told you you're a horrible person, and started bullying you into doing what they want. Yeah, it's bullying. Yeah. I had a. Uh, uh, Nick and I started watching a documentary on BBC iPlayer about um, Black Panthers, uh, but we started watching it really late at night. So it was like we watched the first. We were like, "Oh, let's just check if oh, all right, well, well, five more minutes, five more minutes." But we haven't watched it to the end. We had to call it because it was getting late. It was. I mean, the the approach they took was hardcore mm. like literally arming themselves and walking down the streets in Oakland and like if if the police went to arrest because black people in America being harassed by the police mm, since yeah. forever it's not new yeah. and uh, they would stand a legal distance away from the police who were you know stop and searching somebody or yeah. whatever they were doing armed mm. Not and but far enough away that they couldn't be accused of interfering, mm. but watching, right? Which you know, what then they interviewed one of the cops, and here's the cops. I wouldn't normally say cop, but now, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but he said it was extremely intimidating, mm. and I'm sure it was, mm. but it's like, but I did think that I mean, what are you supposed to do if you're not being heard? Yeah, and I think that is strong, and that is. I think I, I have far more admiration for that kind of behaviour, which is not out out and out attack. It's merely holding your ground and taking a position versus, you know, sitting at your keyboard, bullying somebody overnight. So they wake up to abuse. I don't think that's being a warrior. I think that's being insensitive. Mm. And also, what? how do we know? Somebody else I interviewed in my same round... I had a great round of user research this week. Somebody else was talking about, um, so I was talking to them about whether they're the kind of person who if they see something they disagree with on Facebook or, you know, they're the kind of person that just unmutes the person, defriends them, you know, do you do that? Or do you sort of have, you know, respond in line or do you go on a private message and mm. go, what do you do? And this guy who himself had suffered with anxiety at some point, but it was a very, or and is a very successful um lawyery person he was like you just don't know what kind of state the person who made that original post is in mm. so publicly humiliating them isn't really gonna you know you could send them off into an anxiety attack or a so it's much better so he was a very much of a pick it up in private mm. 
but um, but not let it go. So that's a full spectrum, you isn't it? You make me think about an... all sorts of things then. <laughs> full your, spectrum of like nerds renaming their open source projects to Black Panthers with surrounding cops with guns. <laughs> it's, um, you know, and then what are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing? We I bought fair phones, so we're we like, fair well, phones. good. We're definitely we're like, in the green now. Our halos are yeah. glowing. We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we okay, and that's the ending. So good, that is the end. <laughs> and it's check out. It's a uh, thirty-two point one in here now. <laughs> oh my god, it's time to stop before you die. It's like I'm just I'm experiencing the global temperature increase. <laughs> so in real time, it's going to be four degrees, and then all of the icebergs in my studio will melt. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com and make sure you're subscribed. There are notes underneath this, so you can click on everything that we've talked about. I think this one should have a few links in it. Sometimes they don't because it's just us yammering from our brains, but sometimes you can see the, the, the ones where we've actually like talked about stuff that exists. Uh, where can people find you, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter and goodtohear.co.uk and the music is mine michaelforestmusic.com thanks for listening and tell your influencer friends as soon as possible yes, please do <laughs> uh, your tiktok famous person your you know whoever <laughs> reddit yeah, yeah. poster who always gets good traction please just tell them alright see you next week bye 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 bye, bye.